Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 10 of Imprint Cast, the podcast dedicated to the Australian boutique label Imprint Films. My name is Tony Meaches, and joining me is my regular colleague and partner in crime, John Matthews. How are you doing, John? Uh, doing well, thank you, Tony. Uh, yep, just surviving the floods, but doing good. Yes, these floods are, are a disaster. Um, you are safe in your area? Yes, all safe, all safe. There's a bit of flooding in our building, but it's it's all good. Nothing nothing too serious. So, yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Well, that's great. That's, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, I'm okay in my area too. Um, I live near the beach, and um, so far, luckily, no flooding in my side, which is a relief. Good. And joining us is our regular colleague, Ryan Kendall. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. Thank you, Tony. I'm eating shapes and drinking gin. Excellent. <laughs> Perfect thing to do for winter. <laughs> yeah, true. Drink, drink gin. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have a special guest tonight. And um, she has been on our show multiple times. And she was also the, she also has the dubious honor of being our very first member's choice um, recipient. And um, I got to tell you, that episode of Fire in the Sky was a fun one to do. And um, I'd like to welcome back. Super Marcy from the Super Network. How are you doing, Marcy? Hey, hey, doing all right. And thank you very much for having me back on the show. And yes, Fire in the Sky was a very fun episode. It certainly was a fun episode, and um, it's it's more it's it's an absolute pleasure to have you on as always. Thank you. Now um, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Um, it's also. It's also besides flood weather here in Sydney. It's also cold and cold and flu weather in in Australia. And unfortunately, I've come down with a cold I've had for ten days, and my voice is a little off. So, if you're wondering why it's a little off, that's why I've had ten days of of um of a bad cold and had to miss a, some events, which kind of annoyed me. But what can you do? These things happen. And um. And on today's episode, we will be discussing not one, but two special announcements from Imprint. And um, the, the, these announcements are the Walter Hill Second Director's Collection and also September's announcements. But what we're going to do, though, is we're going to be going through spine order number. We will be doing the September releases first, and then we'll be doing Walter Hill. And um, and to start it off, Ryan, would you like to start us off with um, with the very first title for September? I will, since I chose it. Ha-ha. Sick. The first title, uh, spine number 158, is Dursu Yuzala. Is the imploring, imploring tale of an eccentric Mongolian frontiersman, played by Maxim Munzuk who is taken on as a guide by a Soviet-serving surveying crew. While the soldiers at first perceive Dursu as a naive and comical relic of an uncivilized age, he quickly proves himself otherwise with displays of ingenuity and bravery, unmatched by any member of the inexperienced mapping team. On more than one occasion becoming their unlikely saviour, an amazing true story based on the memoir by Russian explorer Vladimir Arsenyev. Filmed in the far reaches of Siberia, it took over two 
years for director Akira Kurosawa to complete his timeless masterpiece of cinema, which was shot in 70 mil and was honoured with the Oscar for the Best Foreign Language Film in 1976, starring Maxim Manzuk, uh, Yuri Solomon and Mikhail Vojkov. Vojkov. Uh, special features and tech specs are 1080p high def on Blu-ray. New audio commentary by Japanese film expert Stuart, Stuart Galbraith IV. New video interview with film writer and historian Michael Brook. Oh, Michael. About the writer Vladimir Arsniv. About the director Akira Kurosawa. Archive footage of the real Vladimir Arsniv. Arsenev. Okay, oh, sorry. Making the film, vintage documentary. Yuri Solomon is speaking. Interview with the actor who played Vladimir Arsenev. Uh, original aspect ratio of 235 to 1. Audio English, DTS HD 5.1 surround. Uh, English subtitles and limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 copies with unique artwork. And yes, special features are subject to change. That was fun. I think the gin hit me just a little bit. <laughs> but you know what I've noticed? It's like, because I remember you saying before, Tony, that like imprint don't want to like release standard editions anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's just like weird for them to say like limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 copies. But I'm like, is there going to be like a second 1500 copies? That's actually quite interesting. I had no idea. But... <laughs> so it's like from the first 1500, I'm like, but there's really no second or third 1500. No, that's it's just 1500. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just something that just like literally popped in my head before this. And I was like, ah, oh, interesting. But yeah, fun times. I like this film. I've seen it. I love Akira. He's a beautiful man, beautiful filmmaker. It's a great um, story, this, in film. So I'm interested to see the... Um, Special features, for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, Kurosawa, finally, an imprint release from Kurosawa, one of the probably one of, if not, the greatest Japanese director in, in, in Asian cinema. Uh, oh, in Japanese cinema, I should say. But, um, yeah, Dosu Usala, I've seen that years ago. Oh, I have that. I believe that I do have that as part of the... Um, now out of print criterion dvd box set and yeah that was a really good addition a really good film and i'm looking forward to seeing the extras on this film i absolutely love it it's it deserved the oscar for best foreign language film and it did the way it was shot was just beautiful i absolutely adore this one yeah uh, the john, landscapes and all of that are good yeah yes absolutely uh, john you've seen dosa uzala haven't you I have, yes. Um, <clears throat> I think I've seen nearly every Kurosawa film, but yeah, this is one that I uh, I, I really I, I agree with what you guys are saying. It's um, it's just an epic story, and, and the cinematography, you know, being shot in 70mm, it looks incredible, and I, I can't wait to see it you know, on, on Blu-ray, obviously, restored, because um, I have a, a local DVD. Funny enough, we, we did get a DVD down here. I don't know who released it, um, but it was, yeah. it was some label. Was it yeah, the shock, like, that one? It, was it the Shock Distinction series? Distinction, yeah, that was. So that gold bar on the top or whatever oh, it is. Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's the one I have, 
And uh, yeah, it's it's a good set. Like it's got a lot of extras, but um, I just feel like this film um, hasn't had the recognition out of Kurosawa. I mean, people know him for his. Uh, I mean, this is considered the dark era of Kurosawa because um, after he the sixties, he he got involved with Tora Tora Tora. He got screwed on that film. He was meant to be behind it, and he got he was meant to actually direct it, and he got, kind of got screwed the production. And then the 70s, he tried to commit suicide because of health issues. And and this was, I guess, a healing movie for him. He made this film when he was in his most down and out part of his life. And and because the film was a success to a degree, it kind of got him back into filmmaking and got him back mm. onto making epics like Ran and and as we all know. So, yeah, it, it's it, this is a very important film in Kurosawa's filmography. So I'm just glad the imprint is, is giving it the love it deserves because, I you know, like I said, I don't know any other label that's rushing out to – uh, you know, give this film a good release. So I was I was blown away when I saw this announced because I thought uh, hopefully they can maybe get more Kurosawa. I don't know. That would be amazing. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, sure, it would be amazing if there was more Kurosawa. Like, um, as you said, John, um, he did come back definitely after Dursu Uzawa. Like, um, I believe after this one, he made probably my favourite film in his filmography, um, Kagamusha. I know it's hard to believe, like Seven Samurai, Jimbo. Uh, Throne of Blood, there's so many masterpieces this man did, but Kagamusha will always be a favourite to me, and it's, it's probably going to be my number one Kurosawa film. Didn't, um, I think, Coppola produced it, or... Yeah, yes. I think Coppola yeah. and um, Spielberg helped him Spielberg. up with that one, because yeah, no one yeah, would give him no, Sorry, it was, it was George Lucas and Coppola, they produced the um, American cut, which unfortunately was cut by 21 minutes, so yeah, um, the right. full Japanese version is 180 minutes, well, the, uh, the the American cut version is 159, which is which ugh, I don't understand why they sent they cut so much out of this masterpiece. But especially oh, who knows? <coughs> high profile directors, you think they would respect his work? Absolutely, <laughs> completely agree. Come on, the, the come on, the the um, Star Wars is or Star Wars is basically the Seven Samurai and other and other. Um, classic hidden, uh, films yep hidden fortress essentially is yes hidden fortress. Uh, i mean it's down to the princess um everything is is literally star wars which you know people a lot of people don't realize that so go watch hidden fortress and you're pretty much watching star wars mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely uh marcy what do you think of dursu usawa yeah, this is actually one uh, Akira Kurosawa Akira Kurosawa film I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, seeing the announcements and this coming up for me, it's like it's very exciting because it's a good opportunity to um, actually pick up, well, hopefully pick up the release and actually see the film. And with all these extra features, and yeah, obviously being in HD and the fact it was shot on 70 millimeter, like it makes me very excited. So this might be one I'll pick up sight unseen and uh, enjoy. Cause yeah, unfortunately um, this is one of the films that uh, yeah, I haven't seen from the master, one of the gaps in his filmography for me. So yeah, kind of, kind of exciting that, uh, you know, the opportunity comes up because a lot of the times, you know, you don't think about tracking down things you haven't seen or specifically what you might not have seen. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. And even more recently, I, w- I was actually thinking um, about sort of just going through 
um, Kurosawa films from the very beginning and just see everything, like rewatch everything I've seen, but watch ones I haven't for the first time. Um, and I was thinking about it because in my June exploitation viewing, which was a different exploitation film every day, um, I had two films come up that were essentially remakes of Yojimbo. So that kind of got me on the thought process of um, thinking, yeah, I should actually just like watch everything and then there'll be no gaps. And um, yeah, then Imprint obviously announced this one. So it's very, very cool for me as someone who hasn't seen it. So something to look forward to. Awesome. Yeah, you should. Actually, that's not a bad idea for the Super Network to do a Kurosawa month one time. It's actually a pretty, mm. pretty good idea. Yeah, I'll have to work out something because I don't know if I could fit all of them in a month. But um, <laughs> no, no, of course not. I, I may have to do like one a week or something and do a review or whichever. But yeah, I think I think I'll be in for a very good time with uh, lots of Kurosawa, all the Kurosawa movies. What were the two films you watched, Marcy, that reminded you of Yojimbo? Oh, they were definitely Yojimbo. Um, I have to find my list because I don't remember off the top of my head what they were, um, just because I watched so many. <laughs> um, Albert Pune's uh, Omega Doom was is essentially Yojimbo in post-apocalyptic uh, robot world. Um, so no one's seen that one. Um, yeah, it's very admittedly, um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I don't think it actually hides the fact that, um, it's Yojimbo, um, and the warrior and the sorceress, um, with David Carradine is essentially the sword and sorcery version of Yojimbo. And I watched those two like uh, almost like a just a day apart, and I'm like I'm watching so much Yojimbo um, related things here, so yeah. Might as well just watch Yojimbo. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So um, yeah, that kind of yeah, thinking about all that as I was watching those, and yeah, it's like I just should just sit and watch all of them. That way, there's no gaps, and uh, hopefully, I'll have a nice new imprint release when the time mm. comes. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> well, Dozo Zala is definitely one that we can't wait to watch when this when this releases when this release comes out. Um, mm. So, Ryan, would you like to continue on with the next imprint title? Yes. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Um, number one hundred and fifty-nine is Barfly from nineteen eighty-seven. Henry Chinaski, played by Mickey Rourke is a talented writer of prolific prowess. Unfortunately, he's also a skid row alcoholic with a violent temper. He picks fights nightly with Eddie, played by Frank Stallone, the bartender at the local watering hole, the Golden Horn, and lives in a seedy tenement, stealing food and trying to scrape together enough money for booze. Fellow alcoholic Willa Wilcox, played by Faye Dunaway, catches Henry's eye at the bar one afternoon, and although she has a reputation for being unstable, the two embark on a relationship with each other and the bottle. Based on a semi-autobiographical short story by poet and screenwriter Charles Bukowski and directed by Barbette Schroeder, Barfly offers insight into the world of the alcoholic where all that matters is the next drink. 
starring Mickey Rourke, Faye Dunaway, Alice Krieg, and Frank Stallone. Limited two-disc hard box edition with unique artwork on the first 1,500 copies. First and only 1,500. Um, disc one is film Barfly. Uh, 1080p high-def presentation on Blu-ray. Audio commentary with director Barbette Schroeder. Uh, new Kim Cooper and Richard Shave, Shave of the Stoic Tours, Los Angeles Historians and Preservations. New interview with editor Eva Gardos. New interview with actress Alice Krieg. Uh, new interview with actor Frank Stallone. Uh, new interview with production designer Bob Zim Biki. Uh, theatrical trailer and aspect ratio 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0. And English subtitles for the hard of hearing. All special features are subject to change. And for disc two, we have the Charles Bukowski tapes. When Bardet Schroeder, uh, who did more general idiomin data and single white female, began work on the movie Barfly, he had no idea that it would be such a struggle. During the seven years it took him to complete the film, he turned his cameras on its screenwriter, poet, and novelist Charles Bukowski. Kowski, legendary for his drink, drunken excess and frank observations on life, love, and survival, took no exception with Schroeder. Schroeder eventually completed the Charles Bukowski tapes, a four-hour-long study of the man and the music of his words. Uh, that's the got original aspect ratio of 133 to 1 and audio English LPCM 2.0 mono. And I'm kind of interested... I wasn't like sort of interested in getting this, but then it said like this whole this documentary in Charles Bukowski, and I was like, yeah, I'll fuck, I'll get it. I think that sold it for me. I'm just relieved that is the unedited four-hour version of the Charles Bukowski tapes. That'll be um, that's certainly going to be something, and because um, I've never mm. seen Doco, and I've all and uh, really mm. I love the movie Barfly, but mm. I have seen this documentary. I'm looking forward to it. I love Barfly. It's a great film. One of Canon's good films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a Canon film too. It's it like, is a Canon film, yes. And Francis Ford Coppola. It's like the it. most uncanon Canon film. Yeah, you don't think Barfly when you think Canon. No, not, not at not all. Not at all. <laughs> they were the Golem. Uh, they, they were giving um, artistic directors movie projects like Cassavetes. Um, mm. like love streams i think that that was a canon. yeah that was yeah love streams that was that was a canon yeah. it's funny because canon as much as they made the films we love uh they also did fund some arty projects as well and this is one of them so yeah i mean is... they they because they re revived people's career too i think was um frankenheimer with 52 pickup yeah. yes actually that was that was canon yeah that was yeah. canon and like they kind of like revived him yeah, because they yeah. were giving directors chances that no other studios were, so mm. yeah, they were important. They definitely were. 100%. Yeah, and also Canon did one of the most um one of the one of the probably, I don't know if it's iconic, but it's one of the one of my favorite Australian films. Um in America it's called A Cry in the Dark, but here in Australia the title is 
Evil Angels, the story about Lindy Chamberlain with mm. uh, Meryl Streep and Sam Neill, directed uh-huh. by Fred Skepsis. That's a canon film. Okay. That is a canon film. Hard to believe. Yes, that is a canon film. I haven't seen it, but like, okay, that's just interesting. Yeah, it's Branching really out. Film. It is a really good film, um, Evil Angels, as it's done here in Australia. But, um, but yeah, I highly recommend it. Meryl Streep does a fantastic Aussie accent. And um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, with this this Barfly edition is going to be amazing. Uh, so, John, are you excited for this one? Yeah, very excited. I, I like the film. Um, I think it's a very powerful film, great film. And uh, you know, once again, Mickey Rourke shows that he is such a capable actor. And um, mm. it's a shame that he didn't continue to pursue it, uh, and then went off and we, we know the story. Did some boxing and ended up looking like Johnny Handsome. Um, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, but yeah, this is a it's 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 a great film, um, great performances. Uh, I, I can't wait to revisit it, and I can't wait for the um, the documentary on the Charles Bavarsky uh, um, tapes as well. That's one I've heard of as well. So yeah, very keen on the set. So uh, very excited overall. Uh, Marcy, what about you? Are you excited for this one? Yeah, I, I actually don't think I've seen Barfly since maybe VHS or early dvd so it has been quite some time but it's it's the kind of movie that sticks with you so it's definitely always stuck with me and yeah like i think uh, there was a period of time where it was like discovering um you know the the sort of the 80s work of mickey brook and just seeing like such a contrast to i guess more 90s mickey brook and this is definitely one of those like wow he's fucking fantastic um but yeah like all the uh extra features like there's new interviews and stuff but then having um the the documentary and it is like four hours long like that is really intriguing I haven't seen it and I definitely um yeah I think with having these two put like together in a set like yeah it's probably a must-have for a lot of people so I'm definitely keen for this one and look forward to watching a four-hour documentary yes at least it's not as long as shower um <laughs> as show as as you know show is probably just under 10 hours and, mm. uh, but yeah this one is going to be the, the charles bukowski tapes is definitely going to be very interesting that's probably going to be the highlight for me of the features and i just want to say the I've used a, a beautiful piece of poster art on the box. Mm, absolutely. Not, I th- it is, I think it's a foreign poster from what I saw, but it's just, yeah, like once again, just, you know, you've got these, this amazing artwork out there and a lot of studios, like I said, they just do these awful Photoshop jobs. So mm, yeah, just very mm. happy about that. So just a great yeah. overall. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. It is a really good cover. Well, let's let, let we'll let John get to the next two titles. Uh, John, you ready to to announce the next title? Yes, definitely. So, um, Spy Number One Sixty, going in order, is The Road Home from nineteen ninety nine. All right, so this is a first time Blu-ray release worldwide. Um, so, when his father dies, Liu Yush, uh, sorry, Yu Sheng, uh, returns home. Uh, so returns from the city to his childhood village where his father was, uh, the much revered local teacher. Uh, but what begins as a short trip to bury his father becomes much more when he learns his mother wants a traditional burial for her beloved husband. 
Uh, she wants to have him carried by foot, honouring the belief that a body returned this way will never forget the road home. As uh, Yu Sheng enlists uh, the men needed to fulfil her wishes, the story of his parents' love affair unfolds. Uh, from the iconic, uh, sorry, from the award-winning director Zhang uh, Yimou, uh, Rays of the Red Lantern, comes a romantic drama whose story is as beautiful as the cinematography. The Road Home will take you on an unforgettable journey filled with romance, culture, and tradition. Uh, this stars Zhiji Zhang, uh, Hong Ri, and Sung Hao Zheng. And this is a f uh, first Blu-ray release worldwide. Uh, and so this includes a 1080p high definition presentation on Blu-ray. Uh, special features are to be determined, so it's a little bit early. Uh, we do have an aspect ratio of 2.351. Uh, audio is Mandarin, LPCM 2.0 mono, and this includes optical, optional English subtitles, and it's a limited edition uh, slipcover for the first 1,500 copies with the unique artwork. Um, so the Road Home, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about this because um, the collaborations box that they did was amazing, and um, I think a lot of um, I, I guess a lot of mainland Chinese movies are not getting any exposure. Um, so this is this is really good news. I'm very excited about this one. I haven't seen obviously because I think it's one that's. Um, uh, I'm sure just just on availability it's one that I've always wanted to see um yeah the director who did this film has done a number of really good films um uh, including you know uh, hero um you know like I said razor and lantern uh, so I've seen some of those but um but this is one that I have not seen it seems like a really just peaceful, um, I don't know, just by looking, just sort of really calming type of film based on what I saw in terms of the trailer. Um, so, yeah, very excited for this. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited that more, like I said, mainland China films are getting exposure. So, um, yeah, uh, anyone else? Uh, Ryan, have you heard of this film? What do you think of it? I have not. Um, I mean... I've always been to like my Chinese martial arts film, so I never really got like a lot of um, the Chinese drama, like straight drama stuff. Mm. And I haven't even, I haven't even started on that Calabrese box yet, so I'll get there. But um, nah, let's just say it does look like one of those just, I guess, peaceful landscapey, just like family drama, kid drama, um, films. And I like the red too, like all the communist red. <laughs> the flat, the cloth hanging scarf it's great yes on the poster um yes um marcy have you what do you think of this one i feel like i have seen it but i'm not sure where i would have seen it because everything about it seems really familiar um it seems like it was a, a big film when it came out from what i was reading so yeah i'm not sure if it could have been like uh, something that was like on world movies or I'm not sure, but I, I'm, I feel like I have um, seen it and that is kind of making me want to like get it to watch it and then see if I've seen it. But also it sounds like a, um, yeah. I mean, even if I haven't seen it, it sounds interesting enough that I think I would enjoy it anyway. <laughs> um, but being as this is a film that came out in 1999 and I don't remember what happened five minutes ago, uh, it's very possible I have seen it and just really don't recall. Um, 
much about it because I was definitely watching a lot of, um, you know, through the late 90s and um, 2000s, yeah, watching a lot of uh, Chinese films and really getting into into that and, um, yeah, just like, like moving away from just like martial arts stuff as well. <laughs> So yeah, it feels like I feel like I have seen it, but yeah, I, I'm struggling to remember if I'm just remembering wrong or <laughs> I have seen it. Um, so it's a bit yeah, it's a bit hard for me. But I I would like to actually sit and watch it now, and then I probably remember if I did or didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm. And yeah, good point. Look, I think we've all seen Hong Kong like Cantonese martial arts movies, and mm. we've seen tons of those. And Shaw Brothers stuff, but to mm. be honest, like in terms of mainland Mandarin China films, like mm. there's not a lot that get it releases outside of mm. them. So I find it just fascinating uh, the films that get made there because they've got such lavish productions as well. So mm. um, yeah, so yeah, maybe it did did play maybe on SBS or World Movies. Who knows? It probably probably is on those networks. Yeah, uh, I feel like if it was going to show anywhere, it would have been there because they. Um, especially back then, um, tended to show a lot of very obscure or hard to find things and um, things that you wouldn't really see, like have a release or a physical release even. So I feel like, yeah, it's probably something like that, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. And Tony, of course, what do you think of this? Um, <clears throat> I'm ashamed to admit this, but I have not seen The Road Home. But when I was working in the video stores back in the day, I remember the VHS cover very well. Uh-huh. And it's, exactly, it's exact same cover as the um, as the slipcase. That's on the that's on the website. And but it was, but from memory, it was one of the biggest renters of, and, and it always rented out. And it was, and of course, even from the cover art, it looks spectacular. It looks beautiful. And of course, with the collaborations box set. I'm just relieved that um, I'm just glad that Imprint are also adding more Zhang Yimou films to their um, repertoire. Yeah, maybe I did see it on D- D- a DVD or video then. Um, maybe it wasn't on TV. <laughs> I just I have no idea, but I, I'm sure I have seen it somewhere. Oh, it was it was a huge renter from from memory. But mm. but the bad thing was, oh, and I, and I really hated this. But um, when I was working in the video store. With Asian films and foreign language films, we were only allowed to get one copy, and that mm. was, and there was and, but they, but people don't realize that management don't realize I should say that they that the foreign films are usually the biggest renters. Yeah, mm. and um and um, only one copy of foreign films. It's mm. a travesty. It's a mistake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was always rented out. I was waiting. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a huge renter. Well, I look forward to rewatching it then. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it will come back your yeah that's that's what i'm hoping (laughs) it's all coming back to me Mm, potentially (laughs) uh john would you you want to continue on with the next title yeah definitely excuse me uh so the next one is blue chips from 1994 this is imprint collection number 161 all right so if you're going to win at any cost, be prepared to pay the price. So championship winning coach Pete Bell, Nick Nolte, runs the cleanest program in uh, college gate basketball. Uh, but when he finds himself on the brink of his first losing season, Bell decides he must take a risky trade to protect his job. Under the table, dollars for talent. 
betraying his conscience and the trust of his ex-wife, Mary McDonald. Bell signs the nation's blue chips. Now Bell has the team's money. Uh, now has sorry. Now Bell has the best team money can buy, but is he prepared to pay the price? Directed by William Friedkin, The Exorcist and Sorcerer, this acclaimed film is considered one of the best sport films ever made, giving an honest inside look mm. in the competitive world of college basketball. Mm. Starring Nick Nolte. Mary McDonald, JT Walsh, and Shaquille O'Neal. Good old Shaquille. Um, this includes <clears throat> a 1080p high definition transfer, new audio commentary by critic uh, Bill Ibiri, uh, in, new interview with editor Bob Lambert, new interview with director of photography Tom Presley, uh, new interview with sports journalist Michael Sokolov. And uh, there's a tactical trailer, aspect ratio 1.78, uh, audio English, DTS 5.1 surround, LPC um, M2.0, uh, optional English subtitles, limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 with unique artwork. So um, I have seen this film. I saw it on TV many years ago. Uh, it's one I really want to revisit. And uh, I remember it being a great sports drama, um, mm. uh, obviously being in the the basketball field and obviously a William Friedkin film, you know, I think it should be seen by people because Friedkin's just a great director. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's one I, I have a little hazy on cause it's been years. I remember bits and pieces. I remember Nolte uh, being great in it, but uh, yeah, it's one I definitely need to need to revisit. Uh, mm. um, going around. Um, Marcy, have you seen this one? Do oh you yeah. <laughs> Could tell you really excited very much so i was actually very shocked yeah. um with these announcements i'm like i didn't expect to see uh this from imprint but it, it yeah absolutely <laughs> excited um I, I i'm pretty sure i saw this like new release vhs uh re-watched it on tv um back in this time in the night like through the 90s i was a massive uh basketball nerd um like Shaq was one of my favorite players um so yeah like my love of basketball yeah this was a movie that got watched a lot um and even like as a kid I didn't really get it as much because it is kind of like a, you know a sports drama but as I got older I appreciated like everything about the film like mm. Nolte is so good in it um JT Walsh is amazing um do you love Shaq? I can't lie. <laughs> no bad things about Shaq, please. Kazam? I, I used to love Kazam. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I used to watch. I had that on video. I used to love it. It's terrible. He's he's really not a good actor in general. Steel, yeah. you know. But, but, uh, Come on. Kazam. <laughs> Kazam needs an imprint release. All right. Um. <laughs> I do love Shaq. I mean, I, I, I even um, like back then, sort of um, like I used to collect the basketball cards and watch games mm. and stuff. And I definitely got into the, the like college basketball and um, would look back on like really well-known players and their kind of careers there. So I was like such a massive nerd, and this was just one of those films that, yeah, even if I didn't understand it when I was younger, I used to like watching it and. As an adult, there's so much more to appreciate. Um, but I definitely want to have this in my collection. I'm actually very excited uh, to watch this on Blu-ray uh, again. 
Uh, I, I actually think, like, uh, I know it is considered, like, one of those best sport films, but you don't hear it get talked about all that much anymore. So um, I'm very excited that hopefully uh, more people will talk about it. Absolutely. And, yeah, for those who haven't seen it, go out of your way to see it. It is very bloody good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, I can't wait to revisit it and... Yeah, like it describes, it is an honest look at the business side mm. of basketball. So it shows the ins and outs on dodgy dealings and mm. what goes on behind the scenes. So I, I, I can't wait to give it a rewatch. It's, it's been that long. Um, Kendall, what do you think of Blue Chips? I have not seen this film. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, Friedkin. Friedkin's always good. Nick Nolte's always good, for sure. Um, you know, I just want to see a bit of Shaq as well. <laughs> I don't mind my sports dramas, sport films. Um, if you two say it's as good as everyone else is saying it, it's good, then I might have a squeeze. Blue Chips just reminds me of like a dog name or like a <laughs> police drama from the 70s or something. <clears throat> yeah, it does a little bit. <laughs> But no, you should definitely check it out. Like, like I find if a film is done really well, like it doesn't matter if you know jack shit about the sport, mm. um, it can be really, really engaging and enjoyable. And I think this film does that. So mm. Mm, very excited, as I said. For sure. <laughs> very cool. And, of course, Tony, have you seen this one, Blue Chips? Um. I'm ashamed to admit um, no. because I kind of, well, back then, but now I have a more of appreciation of it. I loathe sport films back in the day, but now as I'm older and wiser, I can, um, I, I do appreciate sports films more often, but I have read William Friedkin's autobiography, The Friedkin Connection, mm. and he considers Blue Chips to be one of the most easiest filming experience he, he ever did. He actually enjoyed working on this film. Mm. Um, I have not seen it, and I will be definitely giving it a go once this is released. Yeah, con considering all the, like I said, Freakins, uh, all the movies he's done has always had some sort of controversy or or production issue or mm. you know, you know, cruising. Mm. The, um, even his recent film, like Killer Joe, had some issues as well in terms of release. So, it, it, yeah, this sounds like yeah. it's good to hear that it went really smooth <laughs> production cool. yes we'll have we'll have to get back to you guys when you watch it <laughs> absolutely definitely all righty um now the next title um i think you can hear it in a little bit of my voice i'm quite excited for and um i will have our special guest to announce this one uh Marcy, yeah. go ahead Yes, I'm also quite excited. Uh, Imprint's title number 162, Lolita from 1997. A, res now I've lost my part. A respectable school teacher, Humbert Humbert, played by Jeremy Irons, marries his landlady, Charlotte Hayes, played by Melanie Griffith, so they, that he can get closer to her young daughter, Lolita, played by Dominic Swain, Dominique Swain, with whom he is madly in love. 
His unfulfilled desire for the girl brings him to the edge of insanity and threatens to destroy the object of his obsession. Fatal Attraction director Adrian Lin caught controversy again with this adaptation of Vladimir Nabokov. I can never say his name right. Vladimir Nabokov's infamous novel starring Jeremy Irons, Dominique Swain, and Melanie Griffith. Special features and text specs, which are subject to change, uh, 1080p high-definition presentation, new audio commentary by Alexandra Heller-Nicholas and Josh Nelson, uh, audio commentary by director Adrian Lin, new video essay by Kat Ellinger, eight deleted scenes, Casting sessions featurette, on the set featurette, aspect ratio 185 to 1, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0, optional English hard of hearing subtitles with limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 copies with unique artwork. Um, Yes, so Lolita. I know this is the story, I suppose, and the films are highly controversial. And uh, uh, Tony and I are going to have a very in-depth discussion on all things Lolita in the future for one of my podcasts. So I'll definitely save all that for that. Uh, but I think there's a lot of misunderstanding on the surface with Lolita, and I think Adrian. Lynn as the director um, actually perfectly captured what at least the essence of I think what the novel was trying to say like the main character is not somebody you should like um, it, it the story's not I mean the book kind of has the humor but it's not really kind of meant to be funny um, it's very it's this very much this inappropriateness things that are wrong but there's so much under the surface that um a lot of metaphoric um things in there and the film really captures I think what the spirit of the book was trying to say and this is this was a film that I actually owned on VHS um, I think I managed to track down a DVD copy at some stage, and I don't know if I still have it even. Um, but to actually own like a Blu-ray copy, I'm very, very excited for. Um, and I do think people, yeah, very much misunderstand the purpose and intent um, of Lolita in general. Um, but it is, it's a fantastic film that I think really, understood things and it does make you very uncomfortable because you're supposed to be very uncomfortable and it I think Jeremy Irons gives one of a, a career highlight performance uh there's just there's so much to be said um and yeah I do look forward to going more in depth about all things Lolita uh with Tony in the near future I just need to finish rereading my copy of the book um yeah i am actually excited for that moment when we record that special episode marcy yeah because um <clears throat> i gotta tell you this is one of those films that i have to say and i know a lot of people will probably kill me for this but um 
I'm a, as you, as everybody knows, Stanley Kubrick is my favorite director of all time. He's directed my all time favorite movie, A Clockwork Orange, and he of course did the original movie mm. of Lolita. But this is one of the rare instances that I prefer the remake over the original. Mm. And um, main reason is is because it's more faithful to the novel than the yeah. original film was. Yeah, I adore this movie, and um, well, <laughs> it says. I can. I'll tell you a quick story about this while we're doing this, but I'll explain more, of course, in the in our mm. episode that we'll be recording later. Um, this film was released in the US in 1997, but mm. it got released here in Australia in 1999. It yeah. took two years, two years. To get here because of the uh, the controversy surrounding it, which I kind of get, but mm. I'd say it's a film, <laughs> but I do understand what. The, but I do understand the. the what happened mm. when it yeah. came out i watched it instantly i watched it twice at the cinema first time i watched it with a friend of mine we loved it but of course i loved it a lot more but the second time i went alone and i watched it and wouldn't you know it the cinema that had it had protesters in front of the of, in hey, front of the cinema in the street and they were saying don't watch lolita you're a child molester you support you support um, pedophilia. I go, oh, for God's sake. I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> Especially now in Sydney in 1999, outside of the cinema, they're doing a protest over Lolita. And um, yeah. they actually asked me what I was watching. I said, I told them the truth. I'm watching Lolita. And then I get called uh, a pedophile supporter. You support all pedophiles. Go, I'll get a life. That's what I said to them. But yeah. yeah. That's one they, of the many stories of Lolita that I will. That, yeah, that, uh, I'll, I'll tell more, of course, when. Yeah, so, we'll just say yeah. this: Lolita, in book form, in movie form, doesn't condone these things. No, of course not. So yeah, it's like with most protesting, they don't understand shit of what's they, actually going on. A majority <laughs> of the a majority of the protesters most likely have not read the book or have no. not seen the film. So. Yeah. All they hear is the word, an elderly. All they hear is an uh, um, an older man falls in love with a twelve year old girl, mm. and um, and automatically it's a film about pedophilia. Please, it's yeah. Not if you're always, watching, you're just, supporting it. Like that's yeah. not how it works. It's not how it works. But no. <laughs> I can't believe that's what I went through in 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 a cinema in Sydney, and um, it was a fascinating mm. story. But I've got more to tell you later when we yeah. We'll um, definitely save all that for uh, our discussion, which, um, yeah, I'll get my ass in gear and we'll do that within the next few weeks. Whenever you're ready, you take your time. Uh, John, have you? what do you think of Lolita? Uh, yeah, I, I, I like this film a lot. I have seen it, and I agree. I, I prefer it over the Kubrick version, um, I guess because it is more faithful to the, the source material. And I think Kubrick's film, you know, it's very... Hollywood or not Hollywood, very polished in, in its story. And it's not, I mean, like I said, there's not a story that's, how should I say? Um, it's very, yeah, it's very soft, the Kubrick one, the approach it takes. And, um, you, you know, it's more comedic. And, mm -hmm. and this is definitely a much darker film. And having said that, look, Lolita, to be honest, like uh, personally for me, it's I think it's one of Kubrick's weakest films. Um, like it's, it, it, like don't, don't get me wrong, that's like, you know, uh, like an A, you know, A plus student getting a B minus, but it, it's just still mm. not up there in terms of the rest mm. of the 
So, uh, and yeah, I just think Jeremy Irons is perfect for the role, and um, and it's it's always stuck with me. So, uh, yeah, the, the fact this is getting a release, and after all the controversy, like I said Tony, I knew it had a bit of protest because I remember um, mm. extensively reading about. I do remember the, that also, like reading you had about to be, it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, you had to be there to believe it. Mm. Believe me, that was one hell of an experience. <laughs> I bet it was. (laughs) It nearly didn't get classified. It was so controversial. Like it was. Yeah, it took two years for Australia to officially release it. It was nearly. It was nearly banned, and um, yeah, but for Australia to take two years for a film to be released here in Australia, it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Um, But I'm, I'm glad. Look, you know, it's got a you know, a video essay by Kat Allinger, I'm sure that will give some context to, to viewers. And I hope it, it gets a reappreciation because this film was not well received when it came out. It, it, it was a massive flop and it's a real shame because I think it's a great mm. film and a great Yeah. Idea. I think me, me being a 14-year-old who was, like, praising this movie was very weird for a lot of people. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out oh. there. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly, exactly. No, no. And, and for me, it was like uh, this film when I saw it, it was like, yeah, it was like a dirty secret. Like I had to like mm. this movie because it was like, oh, it's like, you know, the subject matter, like people, most people wouldn't understand. I think, why are you watching something like that? But it's, um, but yeah, you know, when you watch the Kubrick version, of course, it's all, all well and good. But if you watch this dirty little version, you know, it's, it's not meant to be spoken about. So I think it's, yeah, it's just a really underrated film and I'm glad it's getting this treatment so people can reassess it and reevaluate it. So as it should be. Yeah, it was a it was a huge failure, which is a shame. It only brought in worldwide box office of 1.5 million, which is dismal. But but yeah, but everyone, as I said earlier, it's the controversy, it's the subject matter. It's not for everybody. Well, I I gather, but um, they couldn't even find a distributor apparently. Like like no, all- they couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, so no, no one wanted to touch this film when it came out. <laughs> it's like the release it in cinemas. So, mm. damn shame. It was. Uh, Ryan, what about your thoughts on Lolita? I like Lolita. Um, I like Kubrick's Lolita because it was a different time. It was like 1960 when it came out. So, yeah, I've read the book. I've, I'd like the first, no, the first and only time I read the book, like, the, just, um, Vladimir's writing was so intense. I just thought like Humbert was like the most pretentious fuckwit ever. Mm. And he just annoyed me mm. until like I thought about it more. And I'm just like, no, he was like fully obsessed and fucked in the head about this. And I'm like, oh, that's a good book. Um, I like this version because it's, um, I guess in a way it's more sex- sexualized. It's more faithful to the book. Um, I do like that. Um, I'm not a pedophile. FYI, I love Jeremy Irons. Perfect man to play this role. I feel I've always like been intrigued with like his name, Humbert Humbert. I'm like, it just it's just a it's kind of funny how like the character goes into so much depth about like this woman and his name's just Humbert Humbert. I find that like very comical. Mm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, nah, I like this film. It's a cool film, and Adrian Lane was like the perfect guy to make it as well. Absolutely, with, especially with um, Adrian Lane's track record, Nine and a mm. Half Weeks, for sure. Um, Fatal Attraction, Indecent Proposal, and mm-hmm. um, Jacob's after, Ladder, <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, Foxes, and of course, after the later he did um, 
he did um, Unfaithful and mm. then took a 20 year break and just released a film on Amazon Prime here in Australia, um, Dark Waters with Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. Mm. Mm. And that was that was good. I quite liked that one. Is that like is that him going back to his like erotic thriller? Yeah, it was an erotic. It is an erotic thriller. Yes. Is it yeah. good? Yeah, it is a good one. Have you seen it, Marcy? I haven't yet. I do want to watch it at some point. Um, I, I did have a point where I was very much swept up in erotic thrillers, and I think I needed a slight break. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, I think uh, I want to see it because I think. I mean, he, you know, Fail Attraction is kind of the granddaddy of them that kicked mm. it off. So, yeah, he definitely deserves it for that. That was one of the big ones. Yeah, he was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Director for that one. Uh, he was well-deserved. Mm. Did Glenn Close get an Oscar for that or He was nominated, but it was one of no. the biggest snubs ever. Mm. And I, I have to say, I agree. She did not. She has not won an Academy Award to this day, and it is, it is shocking. She yeah, have, she, she should have won, won for that, or at least 101 Dalmatians. Like her Cruella Deville's fucking mint. Oh yeah, but um, <laughs> no, she has not won an Academy Award, and um, she was nominated for Fatal Attraction, but yeah, it was probably one of the biggest snubs of in the 80s, and it was she deserved it big time. She was ignored. She doesn't like that. Mm, she won't be ignored. No way. All righty. Now for the last title of September, I'll do this one. Um, imprint release number 163, Harem from 1985. A young American woman played by Nastasia Kinski is kidnapped by an Arabian sheik played by Ben Kingsley and held captive in his harem. At first, she tries to escape but as they get to know and appreciate each other, the difference between captor and captive dissolves. Nastasia Kinski and Ben Kingsley bring life to this beautifully photographed, sensual, romantic drama. Starring Nastasia Kinski, Ben Kingsley and Dennis Goldson. Special features and technical specs are a 1080p high-definition presentation on Blu-ray from a new 2K scan. A new audio commentary by author Scott Harrison. A new video essay on Nastasia Kinski by Kat Ellinger. Aspect ratio of 235 by 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0. Optional English hard of hearing subtitles. And limited edition slipcase on the first 1500 copies with unique artwork. Now, I have not seen this film, but a friend of mine. Who um who has a who owns a Blu-ray store in Sydney, um, he has repeatedly told me that um, he has seen this movie once at the cinema with seven people in attendance. He considers this the worst movie he has ever seen, and he has walked and he stayed all the way through. And when the credits started rolling, he was the only person in the cinema, and. Yes, he says, whatever you do, do not watch this. It is worse than Piers Adora's Butterfly. It is worse than The Lonely Lady. And it's worse than, it's probably considered one of the worst films ever made. But me loving bad films has made me intrigued to watch it more and more. 
But yeah, I have not seen it. And I gotta tell you, sorry, James, I have to tell you this right now. If you listen to this, I can't wait to watch it and see, and we'll talk about it later. And um, yes, I have not seen this one, but I can't wait to see it. Um, John, how about you? Have you seen Harem? Uh, no, I I haven't. Um, it's one that's slipped under the radar. Um, I know of it, but yeah, it's not one I haven't seen. So now what you just said has got, got me more intrigued to see it because I, uh, I don't know, I, I just love my so bad it's good type films but um but yeah yet to be seen it could could be good i i don't know um uh especially um <clears throat> with uh Kingsky in the role um you know i i you know, I, I just could, i don't know how this can be that terrible but uh <laughs> we'll see we'll see obviously her being such great films so yeah it's just one that's i'm super intrigued so i this is probably going to be the first one i'll chuck on uh, out of out of curiosity <laughs> same here <laughs> yeah. so yeah I, I don't know too much about it so yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to give it a go uh ryan how about you um no i have not seen it at all um i'm guessing i'm interested is this um klaus kinski's like daughter or something is there any relation? Because like the face is like looking a bit familiar. I don't think so. Not, but not, not that I know of. Yeah, she's the daughter. She's Klaus Kinski's daughter. Oh, she is Klaus Kinski's daughter. Mm. Oh, she is. My goodness, I had no idea. Shame on me. Um, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so she is Klaus Kinski's daughter. Yeah, she was. She's in a, a ton of great films like the Cat People remake, Paris, Texas, um, Tess, and fucking great films. Yeah. Polanski's test is beautiful. That it one. is, yeah. In Paris, Texas, one of my favorite films of all time. So yeah, Don't see how yeah, this beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say, is this got like the same thing as like as your friend James says? Is it kind of like that um, Ishtar thing, where everyone thought it was like shit? Uh, I believe so. I'm not really sure because I know. When I told when James saw the announcements on the um, on the imprint group, he he actually told me he actually talked talked to me over the phone. I can't believe this is getting a release. I got well, yeah. Everyone's curious. Like there's a lot of curiosity out there who wants to watch bad films. They go and then he says to me, "It's one of those films you sh- that shouldn't be seen." But I I and I said, oh, I don't, "Well, I don't care. I really want to see it." But um. But yeah, as far as I know, it could be something a bit like Ishtar, but I I can't say. I, but yeah. we'll have to until it's released, obviously. Uh, Marcy, how about you? Have you seen? I hadn't even heard of this movie. <laughs> um, but in doing, uh, you know, a couple of minutes of research, uh, a year after the release of the film, there was a TV movie version. That went for three hours and ten minutes. It's rated higher on IMDb, and it starred Nancy Travis and Omar Sharif and Julian Sands. So that's quite interesting. Wow. Um. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like the story kind of sounds very iffy, like a um Stockholm syndrome kind of scenario, and. I don't know how you're kind of meant to be on board with that as a love story. Um, <laughs> like with Lolita, it's not condoning any of it. No. At all. And it feels like this is trying to actually make a kidnapping 
a romantic story. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of curious to see how bad it is, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, I, I can't wait. To I'm, I'm wondering how offensive Ben Kingsley's performance could be. Mm. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is from what my from what James told me. <laughs> good God, I can't wait. <laughs> Might have to have a, a movie night and watch it. Oh hell yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes, these are, that is the September releases. They are all to be released on September twenty eighth, and it's a it's a good month, especially with um, Lolita mm. and. Um, and the long road, and of course, Dosu Uzala, Barfly. It's a great month. Mm. What do you guys? What do you people think of this? Um, of this month. Very exciting. A lot of lot of really top um releases in there. Harem aside. Oh, harem! I'm going to include it as one of the top. <laughs> it's definitely. It's definitely one of the most. It's definitely the curiosity piece. Of the- <laughs> and it is. Yeah, got a great month. Just an eclectic mix from Uasawa mm-hmm. to yeah, Harem. Um, everything and it likes. I'm very excited about the the Barfly box because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's just a top film, and uh, I'm glad to see it get that deluxe treatment. And obviously the Kurosawa mm-hmm. too. So just mm-hmm. such, yeah, great mix of films. Like just really top choices. So. Yeah, it is a decent mix of films, isn't it? It's all around. Mm. That's kind of cool. There's a few I'm interested in for sure. Yeah, I was going to say it was probably the, the 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 special feature highlight out of all the releases is the four hour documentary mm, on the Charles yeah. tapes. That's the one feature I'm excited to watch. Mm. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. So now September's out of the way, and now the past the past month, Imprint has done two releases, and um, they're. But what we're about to discuss now is their very first announcement back early, back I believe in early um, mid June. I believe it was mid June, and um, yes, it was. This, it's their second director's collection, and it's directed by Walter Hill. Walter Hill has made some of those, some of the most, some great iconic films. Of course, the most probably the most popular one is the one is now out of print imprint release of the warriors that's no doubt probably the most popular one of course mm. he's done 48 hours mm. streets of fire and of course he co-wrote alien and um many others and um we'll be discussing this um this box set Walter Hill has been directing films for almost 50 years and has established himself a reputation of delivering thrilling gritty and highly stylized films. This special edition box set collects six films from one of the most important and influential filmmakers of modern cinema. Hard Times from 1975, The Driver from 1978, The Long Riders from 1980, Extreme Prejudice from 1987, Johnny Handsome from 1989, and Broken Trail from 2006. It is a limited edition seven-disc hard box edition with 1,500 copies. This does not have a pre-order as yet, and there's mm. no official release date for the time being. So um, 
So yeah, we don't know when it's going to be released, but it is coming officially. Um, Ryan, do you want to start us off with um, the first title? For sure. Um, first title is Hard Times from 1975. This is 164. Uh, in the middle of the Great Depression, Cheney, played by Charles Bronson from Death Wish, is looking to catch a break. When he meets Speed, played by James Coburn uh, from The Magnificent Seven, a promoter of bare-knuckle street fighting, Cheney thinks with his fighting skill and speed savvy, he might have a chance. But Speed has his own problems, and what seemed like a sure thing is not as simple. This gritty, compelling drama is the directional debut of Walter Hill, starring Charles Bronson, James Coburn, Jill Ireland, and Strofer Martin. Uh, special features and tech specs. There's no special features as of yet, but the specs are 1080 high def uh, presentation on Blu-ray, original aspect ratio of 235 to 1, um, audio English DTS HD 5.1 surround plus LPCM 2.0, and English subtitles. There's something nice and quick and short there. Um, I've seen Hard Times. It's a cool film. I like. I've got the Eureka Blu-ray. Um, it's a, it's a very good um fucking debut from Walter. <laughs> it a is. good one. Yeah. Sorry, Ty. Go, Ty. No, I'm just saying it is a very good debut from Walter Hill. Very good debut for a director. Yeah. Imagine your directorial debut starring Charles Bronson and James Coburn, like. Damn. Yeah, I know, right? That's epic. Two decent names. Mm. Fuck yeah. Both from the Magnificent Seven too, so that's great. Mm. Magnificent uh, Two. John, you've no doubt seen um, Hard Times. Yeah, I have, and I think it's a yeah great debut. Um, it you know, you know, just the amazing cast with with Bronson. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's a really great drama of the time and bronson gives a really good performance just as a just like a struggling battler of the time period and what they had to do in terms of just to make ends meet and um i also yeah kendall i've got the eureka set as well so um i'm excited to see what imprint do with this because it's such a great film i love to own multiple editions of it um but yeah you can't go wrong with uh, good old bronson hey so hey belly Hey, I'm going down to Emmett's fixing shop to fix, to fix Emmett. Emmett. <laughs> we'll start with the Simpson Bronson jokes, but yes, <laughs> it's it, it's a, it's a good one. So yeah, it's and and what a what a yeah way to directorial debut. Yeah. Marcy, how about you? I actually haven't seen it, but it is one that I have wanted to watch. Um, I did almost watch it recently, but then ended up watching some other bloody Charles Bronson thing. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's one I actually really want to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, being that I'm a fan of Walter Hill's work, it is kind of a crime I haven't seen it yet. So it's kind of tempting to just pick this up just to, again, fill in the gaps that of the things I haven't seen um, or refresh myself with things that I have seen but just don't remember very well. Yeah, um, I have seen Hard Times, but I never owned it. But I'm mm. looking forward to owning this edition. But I'm looking for, and I'm also looking forward to what special features this will include. Mm. Yeah, hopefully that's um, revealed soon enough. Yes. 
I believe when the release date's official, then yeah. they'll announce everything. Yeah. Um, Ryan, would you like to continue on with the next title in the box set? Ah, for sure. The next title is The Driver from 1978. It's number 165. Um, Ryan O'Neill plays The Driver, an ice-cool getaway ace whose skills are for hire. Bruce Dern is the detective who becomes obsessed with catching him. The more O'Neill leaves tantalising clues at the crime scenes, the more Dern becomes a man possessed with catching his prey. Starring Ryan O'Neill, Bruce Dern, Isabel Ajani, uh, Joseph Walsh, Walsh, and Rooney Blakely. Special features and tech specs are 1080p high def on Blu-ray. New audio commentary from cinema author and critic Matthew Asprey-Gear. New interview with Bruce Dern on The Driver. New interview with actor Rudy Ramos. New interview with Bob Lambert. Uh, alternate opening theatrical trailer. Isolated score track in DTS HD Master Audio 2.0 Stereo. Aspect ratio 1 of 185 to 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 Mono. And English subtitles with a hard of hearing. Well, this is a. This, these are the only two films I've seen in the box set, actually. To be honest, um, I like the drive. Drive is fucking sick. Ryan O'Neill is like the cool man, and this is like the biggest influence for um Drive as well. But I like it. I love. I like Bruce Dern as well. Bruce Dern's great. He's so chill. Um. This is a really cool film. I haven't seen it in years. My first time I watched it was a fuck cinema cult released it. One of the early ones. Um, I just fell in love with it. It was awesome. Do you think? Uh, let's go, Macy, Marcy, <laughs> Marcy, <laughs> <laughs> Macy. It's not Macy's. Um, no, Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could be Marsha or someone else. I don't know. Um, yeah, this is one I have seen, but I saw it a very long time ago. Um, so I don't remember it too well. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's definitely one that I really would like to rewatch. So, yeah, again, just, just making this box set just like, yeah, I kind of want to own it so I can watch things for the first time and rewatch things. Um, and yeah, the special features, like, well, this one, they've got them announced, um, some pretty, like pretty cool additions for the film. So I can't say too much cause I don't remember it's very well. Um, but yeah, one, I am excited to see again. What about you, John? <laughs> yes. Uh, <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I love Driver. I just think it's a really, really cool film and, um, yeah, just Ryan O'Neill is, is awesome in it. And, yeah, you're right, Kendall. It influ definitely influenced Drive. And it influenced the style of a lot of getaway movies. Like, you know, there's a lot of films that owe credit to this, like even Baby Driver. There's a number of them that really do owe Drive a lot. It's just it's such a cool film, and it's a really groovy film and great score, great soundtrack. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, this is one that I think has not um, – been too available like you said kendall there was a cinema cult that's long out of print there was a us disc which goes for stupid money the twilight time one so it's amazing it's back in print again and and ready to be seen and so yeah i'm 
very excited for this release. I really love this film. I just think it's a, it's an awesome movie that influenced a lot of uh, mm. a lot of films in years to come. And and yes, once again, they use the awesome poster art, the old disc. Oh, you should see that cover. It's terrible. The Photoshop job. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, oh, awful. <laughs> I hate Photoshop. But yes, uh, yes, that's get it, people. It's great. Uh, I hate Photoshop too. And um, from what I can see on the cover art from the from the, from the artwork on that on the Walter Hill um, box set, it looks much better, I believe. Um, now I'm I have not seen the driver. I'm ashamed to say, but um, listen to everybody talking about it and highly praising it. I can't wait to watch this. Um, of course, the cast is amazing. Ryan O'Neill, mm-hmm. Bruce Dern, Isabella Johnny, mm-hmm. Ronnie Blakely, of course, who everybody, I don't know if you, if you know Ronnie Blakely, she's also, she's a country singer who was in the movie Robert Altman's Nashville. Mm-hmm. And um, she also was a backup singer on um, Bob with Bob Dylan. And um, of course, most horror fans will know her as um, Nancy Thompson's Nancy's mother mom. from, Mut- <laughs> yeah. from um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that one is um, – that one I'm really looking forward to. It's a shame I haven't seen it, but I can't wait to see it when this, when this is released. You'll be in for a fun ride. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> yeah. uh, Marcy, how about you? Would you like to – to announce the next title. Yes, uh, The Long Riders from 1980, in-print collection number 166. The Long Riders is Hill's version of the story of the James Younger gang. Held as heroes by many and much celebrated for its attacks upon the railroad, the gang became the most famous band of outlaws in the country. They were eventually brought to ruin by the Pinkerton, sorry, Pinkerton Detective Agency losing many of their numbers in the ill-fated Northfield, Minnesota bank raid. Starring Keith Carradine, James Ramar, Dennis Quaid, Stacey Keach, Robert Carradine, and David Carradine. So lots of Carradines. It is a special, ed- uh, sorry, a special edition two-disc set um special features are still to be determined as with aspect ratio and audio uh however they have announced obviously it is 180p high definition and there is a new audio commentary with film historian toby rowan and optional english subtitles now um this is one i have seen and i i I think most people don't actually know this about me, um, but I am a very, like, I'm a huge fan of Westerns. I I love Westerns, and I would say about maybe probably, oh, yeah, probably over 10 years ago, I went through a phase of just trying to find and watch um, all sorts of westerns that I could find and this was one of those so it has been a little bit since I've seen it and I'm actually very much looking forward to giving it a rewatch. but um, I remember really really enjoying it um, you get a lot of Carradines in it and that's not generally a bad thing um, but yeah like it 
may not be the absolute best Western, but it is a very strong Western and uh, definitely a must for people who are as big of fans as Westerns, such as myself. Um, so I think, Ryan, you said you had not seen this one, but are you interested to see it? Shit, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be getting this um, box set. I love my Westerns just as much as the next person. I'm interested too, just because it's got the Carradine brothers mm. in it as well. And so, like, I just want to see them all perform together. I'm sick. Um, it's, it's definitely a big highlight with, like, such a great cast and all the Carradines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least most of them. <laughs> I know, right? We just need John to just like rock up in the background somewhere, don't we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, John, have you seen this one? I have not, no, and it's one that I'm ashamed that I haven't seen uh, because, yeah, I, like so I, I like westerns too, and uh, it, it looks like, from what I've seen, just like a good old fashioned western, mm-hmm. like just just old school, um, you know, style classic westerns. And yeah, once again, that cast amazing the Carradine brothers, um, Stacey Keach, uh, which mm. he's no matter what he's in. So, uh, yeah, sign me up. I'm I'm very keen for this. Um, yeah, one that I've just never got around to seeing, so never, never seen. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Mm. And Tony, have you seen this one? I'm with you, John. I have not seen The Long Riders, but I adore Westerns. And um, I really can't wait to see this this film. And also, being a two-disc edition, I wonder if there is an alternate version that may be included. I hope it will be. Cause, yeah. Um, be be I, interesting to see what the special features are when they announce it. Yeah, I, mm. I, absolutely. Like, um, it's definitely... Um, it, it it will be interesting to see what's on there. Like it, it's two discs, so mm. I'm going to be a mammoth amount. Mm. Very very exciting. So hopefully, yeah, we get those announcements soon. And I'm actually shocked that there is a movie that I've seen but no one else has here. That's got to be a first. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, <coughs> let's continue on with the Western theme. Um, John, would you like to announce the next title? Yeah, definitely. So the next one is Extreme Prejudice. And uh, this is a 1987 film. And this is Imprint Collection 167. All right. So um, Extreme Prejudice stars Nick Nolte as tough, no-nonsense Texas Ranger Jack uh, Beanton, whose childhood friend, Cash, uh, which is played by Powers Booth, is now a ruthless drug baron on the other side of the border. Jack finds himself recruited by the CIA to eliminate Cash, who allegedly has secret government documents, starring Nick Nolte, Powers Booth, uh, Maria uh, Conchita, uh, Alison, and Michael Ironside. All right, so this <coughs> excuse me, is a special edition, which includes a 1080p high-definition transfer, uh, new audio commentary by film critic and author Walter Chaw, uh, new audio commentary by film historians Daniel Kremer and Nat Seagolf. Uh, audio commentary with film historians C. Courtney Jorner and Henry Park. Uh, interview with director Walter Hill. Isolated score selections with audio interviews from music historians John Takis. Uh, the Major's Agenda interview with actor Michael Ironside. 
The War Within interview with actor Clancy Brown, uh, Captor the Chaos interviews with director of photography uh, Matthew F. Um, Lemont, uh, Leonti, and uh, original trailers, Vintage EPK and Stills Gallery, uh, original aspect ratio 1.851, and audio English LPC 2M 2.0 stereo, original uh, and optional English HOH subtitles. Now, I have seen Extreme Predators. Um, I saw this film many years ago. We did get a local tape through Roadshow, um, and it was a film that I knew nothing about, but going in, I was blown away by it, and I still love this film. I think it's an incredible film, um, basically about two rivals um, in a Texas town. It is a Western to a degree. It's like a modern Western. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I would, I would definitely consider it, with Nolte being the, you know, sort of the tough sheriff um, you know, and, and awesome shootout action scenes, uh, you know, incredible cast. you got Michael Ironside showing up, and, um, yeah, I think it's one that just, never really got the love that it deserved and i'm glad that um you know it, it it did recently get a u.s release but this one <laughs> i actually just bought that and then the set got announced <laughs> so that timing uh but this is the one to get because there are extra features on here that that's not on that um mm. that release so mm. definitely worth getting but yeah extreme pressure is a great film a lot of fun um, and just it shows that Walter Hill can do really good action as well. So, yeah, mm-hmm. highly recommend it. Um, Marcy, have you seen this one? I'm Unfortunately, sure. I haven't, but this is one that I have always wanted to see. I just sort of didn't track it down. Mm. And then over the years I've kind of forgotten to, you know, add it to a list to watch. So, yeah, this is one of the ones I'm very, very excited for and to finally see. Um yeah, because from what I'd, I'd seen, it just looked really good and, yeah, like more of a modern Western, which I do like. But that car, you know, the cast alone, like Nick Nolte, Powers Booth, Michael Ironside, Maria Conchita Alonso, like that's a fucking wicked cast. So I'm actually really excited um, to check this out because, it yeah, has been one I've wanted to watch. Um, but, yeah, over the years, I guess, it just kind of slips the mind and then, you know, you kind of forget to do that. And I really need to like make a proper watch list with like the billion things I need, I want to watch. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really, it looks like a really good addition with lots of um, extra features for, um, yeah, for the set. So I'm very, very keen for this one. Yes, very cool. Well, now it's, it is available because once again, it's a film that wasn't too available. Like I said, I'm upgrading. I found it on tape, Cashies and all oh, wow. Yeah, many years ago. Um, and, I never owned it on DVD, so this is a huge upgrade for me going mm-hmm. to set. Um, Kendall, have you seen or heard of Extreme Prejudice? I've heard of it. I know it, but um, I've never seen it. I mean, it's like one that's always been on the radar for a while. And it's kind of funny that, like, as you said, a lot of people bought that um, release. What was it, Scream Factory or something or some blu-ray release from us and now oh, this got was the the vestron release vestron that's right yeah so yeah. many people bought the vestron and i was like lol <laughs> then it got announced damn it so yeah, <laughs> yeah. i know um but no nah, i've always it's always been on the list of films to watch this one but i've just never gotten around to watching it it's never kind of like found it i guess i was always trying to find it in the wild but i never did so yeah no nah, this is probably like Maybe the first one I throw on, to be honest. Cool. Um, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I think it'll be right up your alley. Um, 
when you see it. Uh, and Tony, uh, Extreme Prejudice. Has this one you've seen? Or uh, I, I have seen Extreme Prejudice, and I remember it being such an action-packed film, and um, I really enjoyed it, because it's been ages since I've seen it. But um, I remember Nick Nolte and Powers Booth gave memorable performances. But I was going to ask you, John... Um, You've, since you said you've got the Vestron edition, are yep. the extras? I was going to ask you if the extras were different, but all the same. But you said they were different. So, um, what uh, are the differences? Yeah, difference. I'm holding the Vestron release here. Um, so I'm looking at the audio commentary with film critic Walter uh, Chaw. That is not on this Vestron release. I don't see it. No, it's not included. Uh, so that's exclusive to imprint. Uh, and the new commentary by historians Daniel Kremer and Nat, uh, let me have a quick look. That is also an exclusive to the imprint release. So uh, those two commentaries are not on the Vestron release that I can see. And also, so I'm just checking here, so I'm just going through the... Yeah, the, the commentary with C. Courtney and Henry Park, that's on the Vestron release. Um, and everything else looks about the same. So, yeah, look, if you get the imprint, you're actually getting two commentaries not on the Vestron release. This is the <laughs> – it's a much better edition. I feel even worse now buying the Vestron one. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be the ultimate edition. Uh, I was close to getting that Vestron edition, but um, luckily I waited, so I can wait a little bit longer for that one. Um but yeah, I, I loved Extreme Prejudice. I think it's one of Walter Hill's best films. It's definitely one of my top three of his. Um, yeah, I, I I adore this one. Very very violent from memory, mm. but it was but it's a very good one. Um, okay, um, John, did you want to continue on with um, the next um, Walter Hill title? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we have Johnny Hanson from nineteen eighty nine. Um, this imprint collection number 168 so <laughs> severely deformed petty criminal Johnny Hanson Mickey Rourke is double crossed in a robbery and left to take the rap on his own he is stabbed in jail and sent to hospital where a prison doctor decides that plastic surgery and a fresh start will lead Johnny on the path to reform however when the handsome new Johnny emerges from prison his potential flesh uh, fresh start is hampered by his desire to get even with the man who put him away. Uh, this stars Mickey Rourke, Ellen Barkin, Morgan Freeman, and Forrest Whitaker. And uh, this is a special edition which includes a 1080p high definition transfer, new audio commentary by film critic and author Walter Chaw, again, uh, new audio commentary by critic and um, film critic and Daniel Kramer and Scott uh, Tofula. Uh, Codes to Live by Walter Hill on Johnny Handsome. New interview with actor Peter Jason. Wordsmith interview with writer Ken Friedman, 2010. Eye of the Beholder interviews with makeup artist uh, Michael Westmore, 2010. Action Man interview with stuntman Alan Graff, 2010. Theatrical trailer, original aspect ratio 1.85. Audio. Um, uh, audio English, LPCM 2.0 mono, and also includes optional English HOH subtitles. Um, so, yes, I have seen Johnny Handsome. I think this is another 
really great film um once again just showing that mickey rourke really could act and this is a, a great sort of uh just just revenge tale of someone being double crossed and coming out unrecognizable and getting revenge on the gang that put him away um but it's done it's really stylized and i mean it looks it's got a very interesting look to it like some sort of like how can i describe it like sort of a 50s look in in terms of the style and um and obviously, I didn't mention, but Lance Hendrickson is one of the the gang leaders in the film, and Lance Hendrickson mm-hmm. does a great performance, and and just an amazing cast. Um, and once again, you know, it, it's it's kind of bizarre this film because the Johnny Handsome character is is deformed, and it's kind of creepy because, uh, you know, not say much about mm-hmm. Mickey Rourke, but Mickey Rourke would end up looking like this character later on in life, which is kind of bizarre um but yeah it's it's a great film uh please check it out i look forward to revisit so yeah it's it's, it's a good one um marcy have you seen johnny hansen i have but it was quite some time ago so i don't remember it very well uh things i remember is the la said that style has like a 50s kind of feel mm. um yeah and the cast like things like that i remember and um Mickey Rourke as well, like being, um, you know, I guess uh, 80s Mickey Rourke before he just went off the rails a little bit. Um, But, yeah, it's something I would like to revisit. Um, So, again, like just another good excuse to spend money on this box set. Of course, as if there wasn't another reason. This is it. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Cool, cool. Uh, Kendall, Johnny Hansen, have you seen this one or heard of it? Um, I don't know. I don't think I've heard of this one, to be honest. Um, I haven't seen it, obviously. So, um, yeah, no, fucking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm straight on for this. I love Walter Hill, one of my favorites. So, he's always got a good cast behind him, he's always got good stories and good films. So, doesn't matter if I've seen it or not, I'm going straight in for it again absolutely cool uh tony uh, johnny hansen i have not seen this but i've heard all about it and i've heard nothing but high praise from especially for mickey walk's performance but um yeah so you, i had no idea that lance hendrickson was in this but and he's he's amazing as always so you said john he does he has he actually does a really good performance on this he does yeah and he's actually I'm surprised I didn't mention him because he's got quite an important role. He's mm. one of the gang members and uh, playing a character very similar to the one in Near Dark. So uh, mm. I think a bit of a connection between these two. So, yeah, he's he's great in it as well. And, and of course, um, you know, Morgan Freeman as well. Um, you know, just really, really great cast in this film. I can't wait. This is going to be one hell of a box set. <laughs> That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All righty. And now for the last film in this beautiful box set, Broken Trail from 2006, imprint collection number 169. Set in 1897, Print Ritter, played by Robert Duval, and his estranged nephew, Tom Hart, played by Thomas Hayden Church, become the reluctant guardians of five abused and abandoned Chinese girls. Ritter and Hart's attempts to care for the girls 
are complicated by their responsibility to deliver a herd of horses while avoiding a group of bitter rivals intent on kidnapping the girls for their own purposes. Classic Western action takes center stage in this dramatic mini-series. Starring Robert Duvall, Thomas Hayden Church, and Greta Skarkey. Special features and technical specs are a 1080p high-definition presentation on the Blu-ray. Special features are to be determined. Broken Trail, the making of a Western classic featurette. Aspect ratio of 178 by 1. Audio English LPCM 2.0 stereo with optional English subtitles. So yeah, um, this is a mini series. I'm I'm hoping it's a, I'm hoping it's over three hours, which I'm no doubt it will be. Um, I have not seen Broken Trail, and um, judging from what I just read, does look pretty does sound pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna say, mm. and um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, of course. Robert DeVal, can't go wrong. And Thomas Hayden Church, he's always good value. And of course, Australia's own Greta Skarky. Amazing. Um, Marcy, as the Western fan, have you seen Broken Trail? Yeah, this is actually one I haven't seen. Um, I have heard of it. Uh, I just don't think I ever got around to actually checking it out. But I always uh, tend to enjoy um, Robert DeVal. Um, as an actor and Thomas Hayden Church, so yeah, this this will be one um, that yeah I'm looking forward to checking out um, on the set. So yeah, another one that um, I haven't seen from Walter Hill, and I can uh, fill in that gap of the ones I haven't seen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds quite intriguing as well. So um, yeah, be curious to see what the uh, special features end up being as well. Because mm. um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, th- I think since like the dawn of the DVD, it's like, ooh, they have bonus things on these things. And it's like whenever they don't do that, it feels like such a waste. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> the more features, the better. Absolutely. <laughs> um, John, have you seen Broken Trail? No, I haven't. Um, yeah, surprised I, I haven't haven't seen it. Um, yeah, I, I guess being a miniseries, I never came came around to it. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I'm I'm keen to see it. I, him returning back to the Western genre, um, it sounds sounds great. Uh, so once again, great cast. So yeah, this is one that I'll I'll be keen to check out as a as a blind watch. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Have you seen Broken Trail? No, no, I haven't. Um, and yeah, no, it's kind of cool. This, this is like a new-ish um, Walter Hill as well, um, and the miniseries as well. So, um, be cool as well. No, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Looks awesome. Another western. I'm all in. That's awesome. Okay, now that was directed by Walter Hill. No doubt, probably one of the best box sets of the year, from judging from what we've seen. Mm. But I'm really excited seeing what's going to be on the Long Riders box set, especially it being a two disc edition. Mm. I'm curious what's going to be on there. It's going to be it's going to be a huge, huge amount. Yeah, very, very keen um, for when they make those announcements. So, oof, very excited. It, it, yeah, definitely looks like it's going to be one of the uh, best sets of the year. I think. Certainly looks like it. Mm. Uh, John, are you excited for this set? No doubt you are. 
Yeah, absolutely. I'll be grabbing it day one. It's, uh, yeah, I just think he's a great director. And I think it, it, like the first time, I think, you know, all his works have been put together in a, a great presentation. And he's a very important director too. I'd say he's up there with you know, like Brian De Palma. I mean, really in terms of just being that that great you know, genre filmmaker. So yeah, I'm very excited for this. This is, um, is going to be a day one purchase. Mm. Same here. Uh, Ryan, how about you? Yeah, no, I think this is um pretty awesome box set. One I'm, one I'm pretty excited to see. Um, one of my, I think I think this will probably be one of my favourite box sets for the year. At the moment, because I just love Walter Hill, and like most of these I haven't seen, so I'm just pretty like very intrigued about it. I'm pretty excited for this one. Yeah, this is probably like a contender for box set of the year. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they, um, if they have like one of those big um book, well, not big booklets, but like booklets because they had um, a booklet for the other two. Um, They had a booklet for collaborations in the After Dark, so. Mm. I'm sure there will be a booklet on this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm really excited for this set. Yeah, it will definitely be one of the highlights of the year. Um, I remember when I posted the on the Facebook group so that Walter Hill's second director collection, it got it was it was uh, um, it was huge. It was it got a great response. Mm. The members were loving it. They they were happy that it's a Walter Hill set, and yeah, like. Walter Hill has has a huge amount of fans, and he's and he's also mm. he's also an amazing action director. Mm. Mm. Sure, for sure, man. Very diverse director. Yeah. It's just the thing. Who do you want to see next in the director's box or a that's collaboration good, that's box? That's a good question. Um, I personally, I would love if 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 Imprint released an Abel Ferrara box set. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Abel was, and um, it, William Defoe, because they've done, like, six films together. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. Um, but, like, a Ferrara set for sure. Fuck yeah. All the... Ferrara definitely. Could... I love that. But, of course, well, who knows what's going to happen. But um, but I would love Miss 45, to MS 45, sorry, to get a release. Mm. And, um, yeah, a few others as well. Oh, there's uh, so many. Oh, I know. So, so many. What do you have, Marcy? Oh, I mean, I like the idea of an Abel Ferrara um, set and uh, having, yeah, Ms. 45 or I think it's Angel of Vengeance is the alternate title. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, just, oof, what a bloody fantastic film. But there's just so many um, from Abel Ferrara, like newer ones, older ones, like... Mm. Um, yeah, you could go in so many directions, but yeah, but I think that would be quite an interesting one to do. I mean, someone's going to say, "Oh, what about uh, Adrian Lin?" But yeah, um, kind of already talked about that, <laughs> and I think right. it's yeah, fresh Adrian. on my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's another director? Who, who's another director you would like to get a box set, Marcel? Mm, such a tough question. Um, I'm not really sure, like, what I could see Imprint doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's too loaded of a question for me. <laughs> I mean, I would say, like, a, a release I think they should do 
Um, and I totally forgot to actually post this on the group. Um, let's get Boxing Helena. I that I need that movie yes. to make a comeback because it is brilliant. yes, yes, it does need a comeback. Absolutely. Oh, fuck. Imprint. A good get film with it, a bad please. ending. <laughs> Imprint, oh, get on this. Come on. Definitely needs to be re-released and re-evaluated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw that on VHS back in 1994, and wow, that brought back, that was nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm determined I'm going to make Boxing Helena make a comeback, so. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping. It wouldn't surprise me if that, they did that, to be honest. Mm. I could, yeah, I could see Imprint doing, um, like, that kind of film, or that Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, Imprint, listen to us. This is what the people want, specifically me. And me. Well, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, what director would you like to have um, have a director's collection from your friend? Yeah, stuff. Look, a, a dream set for me would be um, they've already got one of his films coming out, so it probably won't happen. Uh, they've got Hall coming out. I would love to see a Ken Russell box. Just I of... was thinking the Ooh, same yeah. thing, yeah. but I was like, would they? I don't know. I know. That's the thing because they've already got yeah. Way by Itself. Uh, I'd just love to see a real because I mean, they, I mean, they have been released as camera films all over the place, different labels, mm. scattered, but just to have a real nice, like, definitive collaboration of all. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know, that would be a dream, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> who knows, indeed? A Ken Russell set would be great to see, like, a collaboration box set of um, Paul Verhoeven and Rika Hauer. Oh, yes, that's a really good idea, actually. With all like, because all the Dutch stuff, because I don't know if that might, a lot of it's mm. got like releases. No, I love right. early Verhoeven should get should get a release. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, that early Ari. stuff is really good. Yeah, I want like Verhoeven's early stuff, mm. especially with Ruka. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, such a good idea. Now I feel silly. I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> That is a that is a really good idea, especially Soldier of Orange. That one should be that one has to be re-released eventually. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That was episode number ten of Imprint Cast, and quite an epic episode at that. Mm. Uh, two announcements, and we did we covered all all the details of both announcements. And um, I couldn't thank you enough, John, Ryan, and Marcy, to be involved in it. And um, I really can't wait for these releases. These these releases are really I'm really anxious to get. It's gonna be great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. For sure. Especially, well, of course, um Lolita is the one I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> and Harem and Dersu Uzala. All of them. Just let's just say all of them. All of them oh, are gonna be yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be great. And um and also we'll be recording the um, second member's choice from the for our um, group poll. And um, the winning movie from that poll, which ended two nights ago, was The Out of Towners. So we're finally doing a comedy, which, which is a good thing. Mm. And, um, yeah, were you, were you all hoping for The Out of Towners or were you hoping for one of the other two? Yeah, shit, yeah, The Out of Towners is great. Love it. Out of Towners, I was very happy about that because it's one of my favourite films. So, yeah. Very happy. Oh, 
Yeah, definitely. I was either that or Hands of the Ripper, one of the two. But I'm happy Out of Town has got it. Um, Marcia, how about you? Um, I didn't vote for it because I saw it had more votes. So I think I voted for something else. I can't even remember. But, um, yeah, it should be a really interesting episode to actually listen to when you guys record it and release it. Because I was, like, the first member um, choice uh, guest. So it'll be interesting to hear someone else's um, one and, yeah, the reasons for it and also, yeah, discussing the release in the film should be cool. Mm, The very first, he's going to be our next guest and it's going to be quite good to talk to. John and I actually saw him recently for the very first time and we actually spoke for the first time and we actually... Mm. Right. Yeah, Supernova. Ran into him. That's right. Supernova, that's right. We're not going to mention his name until the episode airs, of course, <laughs> but um, he's fun to talk to. And big big imprint collector. Oh, he's a completist. Probably the he's most like, loyal I know. <laughs> he's like us. Once the announcement gets, once once the imprint announcements are up, then he, he, he's ordered them within a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It. It's crazy, but yeah, he's a completist. I'm looking forward to chatting with him. Um, that's, that's the end of episode number 10. Marcy, thank you so much for joining us in this episode. Always a pleasure having you on. Can't wait to discuss that in the later episode with your show soon. That's going to be yes. great. Yes, thank you uh, so much for having me on this very epic episode. And I look forward to hopefully coming back on in the future. And of course, yes, our long-awaited Lolita episode for my After Dark podcast. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, believe me, I've got more stories to tell other than that. Um, oh, I have so much yeah. to go into and I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm still prepping um, for it. Because I actually, this is my third time reading the book, but it's been a good like 10, 15 years since reading it. So I definitely need the refresher. Mm, of course. Mm. And of course, our regulars... Ryan and of course John, thank you both for joining in on this episode. Oh, good man! Oh, good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. Can't wait. Now, um, to follow Marcy's Marcy's podcast, follow her on the Super Network. And Marcy, where can they where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, I mean, if you just go to supermarcy.com, which is S U P E R M A R C E Y dot com uh all the podcasts and socials everything is pretty much there or you can just pretty much look up super marcy and i'm sure you'll find me somewhere or the super network um but you can definitely uh just follow me on letterboxd at super underscore marcy and see what movies i haven't seen um (laughs) on there i suppose yeah of course you can follow john myself and ryan uh, on the um on the Imprint Films Blu-ray Collection fan group and, of course, on the Imprint Cast page group pages. And um, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And my, once again, my apologies for my voice. I sound awful, I know, but cold flu season, it's hell. <laughs> and, um, okay, well, have a good one, everybody, and thank you so much. And please stay safe if you're in New South Wales. Stay safe from, from the floods and be well. Okay, have a good one. Thank you for listening. Bye. Here we are. Ben, bye. Bye-bye.